Welcome everybody to Haven of Horror. I am Subject. We've got Milton with us here today. We're going to discuss in this episode Nosferatu, the 1922 German loose adaptation of Dracula. Incredibly uh, loose. Very, very loose. Uh, the Bram, is it Bram Stoker? Uh, Bram. Bram Stoker. Bram Let's see. Uh, shoot. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Bram because it's short for Abraham. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, so Milton, tell us what you thought of Nosferatu. Well, I liked it. Of course, I'm one of those guys that likes like the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. So, I mean, I, I'm familiar with like early German film, like this stuff and uh, M, which is like M means like murder you know one of the uh first films that had like a, a sense of moral ambiguity about it uh, but yeah but no i i, I like nosferatu it's um it's a good early version of like dark fantasy inside a film and just in general just you know successful silent film yeah and also a good example of a uh, copyright infringement apparently because there's a history of that, but we can talk about that in a second. And we will. So I need to preface all of my opinions by saying that I watched the version that is free on YouTube, not realizing that this was on Shudder. If anyone is not aware, it is on Turner Classic Movies' YouTube channel. Uh, and that version is not the version to watch. The, uh, the words, because obviously this is a silent film, it's from 1922. The... I don't know what you call them, but you know how they put like the words like explaining what you're seeing in the scene are okay. almost un, 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 unreadable in some scenes. Hmm. Uh, and the soundtrack is not properly mixed. So you know how like the score will rise during like an exciting scene? It would rise to the point where it was like just noise, like mush, and it was really starting to give me a headache. So yeah. I, but I am going to go ahead and review this because it is scheduled. But I do want to advise everyone that I'm going to rewatch this on Shutter and see if I like it more uh, at that point. And I might record like an addendum to this video. But for right now, these are my thoughts. Hopefully, you guys don't crucify me too much for them. But they are. It is what it is. So we always describe the movie that we are watching first, of course. But I do want to advise as well. This is going to be a full spoiler discussion. Granted, this movie is. From 1922, so I don't know if spoilers counts uh, with how old it is, but I do like to give our audience a proper warning. So, Milton, I'm going to let you su summarize Nosferatu. It's my pleasure. So, Nosferatu begins with basically a um, a real estate agent of sorts in you know the 1800s. He is basically instructed by his boss to go uh, answer an invoice from account Orlock, who's interested in purchasing property in the area, you know, where in the town of uh, Wisberg. Um, uh, the, uh, the main character, Hutter, basically goes out to uh, answer the invoice and to actually encounter account Orlock and propose a certain plot of land or with a, you know, a certain house that actually happens to be across the street from him. And, you know, just generally see if the tenant is on the up and up, if he exists, if he's wealthy, that sort of thing. 
he goes over there, and as he asks people around about Count Orlock, he gets strange looks and general, you know, feelings of a, uneasiness. And event, and eventually he discovers that Count Orlock is Nosferatu, otherwise known as Count Dracula, otherwise known as a vampire. Yeah, so obviously this is a very early film. Um, black and, well, I wouldn't say black and white, but there's a number of colors used here uh, to differentiate different scenes and what's happening. Um, like I said, I had a hard time following what was happening in this movie because I couldn't make out some of the text on those screens. Uh, so I don't have a lot to say to this plot, but I will say I did enjoy the soundtrack quite a bit. Uh, obviously, this movie relies quite a bit on soundtracks since there is no other audio. Uh, it always makes me laugh that they're called silent movies when there's an ongoing score. Well, I mean, I get the, the, I get the idea. Uh, yeah. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> it's literally called like Nosferatu colon a symphony of horror. A lot of people remember Nosferatu for, you know, the main titular title, but it is primarily a symphony with basically a visual accompaniment with it that lasts about an hour and a half. So we mentioned this a minute ago, but obviously uh, with this, there was a copyright infringement. This is basically an unauthorized, uh, low-budget German remake of the classic Dracula novel, but with enough names changed to try to defeat the, you know, get slipped past that copyright. And Fortunately, it didn't, it didn't work. No. Uh, a judge ordered most of the copies of this movie to be destroyed, which is a little weird to me to think about, because nowadays it would just be settled out of court, right? Like, they just yeah. pay them. Uh, but obviously things worked back differently back in the 20s. But, yeah. as fate would have it, some copies survived, uh, and it has become a classic. So I'm really excited to rewatch this, but everything I'm saying in this video will be, you know, based on this viewing. And for those who wonder, you know, why did the Accord thing happen in the first place, it's because Stoker's heirs uh, sued the people over the adaptation. They didn't like it. So, yes, thank yeah, you. So, yeah, that's that's mainly why. It's it wasn't like the German government basically like settling it on behalf of others. It was the the heirs sued for it. And yeah. yeah. So I I would love to see to like go back in time and see people's reaction to this movie because oh, I can imagine this was horrifying in the twenties. Um, I have to give the utmost kudos to Max Shrek. No, not the guy from Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Um, his performance as Nosferatu is legendary. Uh, he is a wonderful physical actor uh, that gets a lot said with no dialogue. He kills it in this movie, and he he looks so creepy and deformed. It's it's great. They did a great job with the costume and effective use of lighting so that you couldn't like like see his full form like all the time. So it's German expressionism has like a great a great sense of camera work. Because they because when you don't have like voice acting, you really have to constantly engage the audience with constant visual stuff. Which and, in this movie can lead to some amazing moments like everything with Nosferatu and some sillier moments. And it is a struggle, right, to not just compare this to today's standards, because if you compare it to today's standards, it's very different. No, of course of course it would be. <laughs> 
probably mostly boring to people nowadays. And this is my first silent film, so I'm also completely out of my, like, area, comfort area. Um, but it did kind of amuse me at some of the overacting the other characters have to do because they can't use dialogue. Um, the main character, like, there's a scene where he's, like, getting out of bed, and it's so overacted. It's hilarious. Um, there was, but yeah, it was the I, standard, I, you know, back then. Yeah, Hutter, like, he's he's looking at the book that describes, like, the etymology of the vampire, and it's, like, in a very dramatic form of, like, I'm reading this, oh, vampires don't exist. <laughs> yeah. And it gave me a laugh, but, you know, that sort of dramatic acting was, like, present on stage acting for, like, hundreds of years beforehand. This was the frame of reference that they were working with putting something to, you know, this sort of medium, something that was still very new. Yeah, um, and and so I appreciated what he was doing, and I think that might have been part of why it was harder for me to get into, because like I said, this is very outside of my comfort area. I hadn't seen anything quite like this. Um, but I want to give a movie, of, you know, credit where it's due. Nobody took me out of the movie, uh, other than just the issues that I was having with the transfer that I watched. Did you have any actors that you thought were worse than others? Any actors that were worse than others? Um, well, I mean, it's the actor for um, for Hutter, for Thomas Hutter. I forget his exact. I think it's like Gustav von like Wankenheim. Um, a lot of the, a lot of how you feel about this movie is going to be based on his performance. Then also Max Shrek as Count Orlock. Max Shrek. He does his job well. He's he's because his performance is focused on being the bad guy, being the villain. And um, you would, like initially get him being a bit more subdued at the beginning, but that being more of a, a monster towards the end. It's sometimes it's hard for like an actor to kind of show a bit more range because Count Orlock doesn't have a whole lot of range. Hutter does in this movie, but it but it's still a fairly decent job. There were some of the uh, the extras, like, um, I don't know, Knock, I think is his name, like the head real estate guy. I think some of his performance was a little odd, personally. You know, the guy in the jail cell. That's probably... Oh, is that who that name. was? Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the guy, for me, that might be the weakness of this movie. Because is he the one act. that has that really goofy laugh, like, halfway through the movie? Yeah, I'm fairly sure it's, okay. that's the guy. Yeah. That was at it's, the point that I'd given up trying to track what was happening. <laughs> their German expressionism is like, we, we're trying to communicate so much so we don't have so many text cards going on. Because a, quite a few movies had a lot of text cards and some of them didn't do as well when they were, when a lot more successful films like showed more visual stuff on film. Because, you know, people are not exactly interested in going to the movies to read. They're there to see the visual, you know, masterpiece spectacle. So, and that doesn't bother me. Um, I don't know about you, but I watch everything with subtitles. Uh, so the reading part didn't bother me. It was just that, like I said, I couldn't read what was on the screen. Uh, so I'd be, yeah, I'm interested to see if I like it better on a second viewing. Um, I like the soundtrack, and I don't know. This may not be a fair thing to say, and again, it also might have been the, uh, the. Um, Makes the one that I was watching, but I almost wish there was parts without a soundtrack because about halfway through, I got really exhausted of the soundtrack because it's just an organ. Um, 
not to take anything away from the score, it is phenomenal and it helps add the, the atmosphere. I don't know. And again, it might also just be because I'm not familiar with this genre, so I'm feeling a little self-conscious about critiquing it, you know, when it when it's not my bag. But like halfway through, I got really sick of that fucking organ. <laughs> well, simplistic symphony of stuff. I mean, there are more instruments, but the organ is the most prevalent thing. It's definitely hard to judge, especially organ music today, considering we would absolutely, if we see a vampire movie, more than likely there's going to be organs in it. Mm-hmm. This is one of the films that kind of started that. So it's, you're seeing the beginning of a trope, of a cinematic trope here. Um, well, I mean, yeah, this is the first vampire film. I believe, I think so. Fairly short. So I would say this has probably started all of the tropes. I I guess so. Um, no, this is not the first. There were two others, Dracula and Dracula's Death. Oh, there but was Dracula films before this? Only two, though. But it's, but, I mean, we're going to credit most of this to Nosferatu because this is the one that people, you know, is actually famous. It's actually Oscar nominated. So Really? This one, yeah. this was nominated? Oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. And there was an Oscar-nominated film for the fictionalization of making this movie. Sorry. I, Get I your facts straight, Milton. Yeah. But, but no, like most most of the tropes here are present in Nosferatu. It mm-hmm. kind of started here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I don't really. I I don't know about you, Milton, but. Personally, because like I said, I wasn't enjoying this. I don't have a lot to say about this movie. The main thing I did enjoy was, you know, Max Shrek as uh, as um, Nosferatu. I lost the the name there, even though it's you know the name of the movie. But I don't really have much else to say. It's it's other than the characters' names being changed, and I think the ending. I'm not super familiar with the Dracula book. I need to change that. It's well, mostly just a straightforward adaptation of that story. Well, um, so I have read the story. Um, if I had to grade this as an adaptation, of it's not a good adaptation. It has ideas, but it's not it's not the same. A lot of these older movies were not very um, closely adapting the books that they would take. Um, so, in the story of Dracula, you had some you had a Van Helsing go and visit Count Orlock, but it wasn't on. A business. Um, it, it's not close. I'll say that much. This is its own thing. So, um, but it's. But I still enjoyed it. Um, one thing. One thing that I found interesting in terms of theming was, at least how I interpreted it. Um, Hutter's wife, you know, symbolically sacrificing himself herself to uh, basically rid the town of an evil, because she reads in her book the only way to like kill Nosferatu is to essentially lure him to basically feed long enough for the sun to rise. Mm-hmm. So, that's sort of sacrifice, and, like, ending on that, it's a very dour note to end on, bittersweet, but at least, you know, a sacrifice is made to destroy evil. Well, and, you know, I am a sucker for a bittersweet ending. And this is where those these tropes start in movies like yeah. this. So Yeah. Um... Yeah. So 
yeah i mean and there's also a little bit of that just like the fear of the unknown right like this is very much uh because i guess we should mention as well this is also a period piece i uh, set in the mid 1800s uh, it made in 1922 made so. in 1922 but it, uh, so even when this came out it was a period piece and uh there's like a, oh there is a reference because there's a point point in the movie where Nosferatu goes somewhere else to another place I can't remember uh and you see this like newspaper on the on the screen and it's like a new plague has wiped you know wiped run through the area people are mysteriously getting neck bite marks on their neck uh officials are like shutting down any ships that they fear might be carrying the plague yeah. um references to black death but i mean the plague still existed for quite a quite a bit of time but it's definitely much more reminiscent of way back when um, yeah but it was also this is also like post-world war one where germany was not in the best of shape especially like coming out of the treaty of versailles it's pride as a nation and its people were really downtrodden so a lot of these expressionist films were coming out of the woodwork um very dark themes very um dour messages that were rather sober-minded some dark a lot of dark fantasy a lot lot of like but it a lot of good films before the nazis came in and then the nazis ruined everything um so let me ask you this then because you're much more familiar with this era of filmmaking than i am um this movie obviously uses a lot of different colors is that on purpose or is that just a thing of the time like limited technology the film is that is a deliberate thing and the reason why is because you see day for night shots all of the the different colors are there to basically describe a certain point in time if it's like a dark blue like what you see in like some cuts especially when he's hunters doesn't count orlock he's there during the night it's basic basically a limitations of technology shooting black and white film old black and white film during the night is not a great idea so shoot so shooting it for a day for a night shot and then putting a filter on it is a much more you know plausible way of filming like a scene at night for instance if the okay. filter is clear it's usually during the day okay so let me ask you this then because there's a shot of nosferatu and he's all bundled up in like clothing right mm-hmm. and the camera the filter is clear so, but they say that this this is a traditional vampire that can't go out during the day. Am I understanding then that that is a day shot with him outside, but the clothes are protecting him from? That was actually a shot during the night, but it's some shot reverse shots. That might just be a mistake right there of basically, or a choice where we don't want to put the heavy filter on a close up shot. We're doing a shot reverse shot between Hutter and Nosferatu. We kind of just want to be able to see the figure, you know, clearly. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was but, wondering because you know. Buffy plays with that a little bit uh, in its later seasons. And I was wondering if that may be a reference to this. But, I mean, we have we have other, like, properties. Like, later on, to say, if you're heavily bundled up as a vampire, you're not going to get immediately killed uh, by the sunlight. But I'm fairly sure that was still a scene that was shot mm-hmm. as a day for night you know shot well i don't have much else to say other than i did want to mention that of course robert eggers has been rumored to be remaking this movie for a long time now which i think is pretty cool 
I would be a hundred percent on board with a Robert Eggers directed remake of this movie. What do, what are your thoughts on that? I'm a, I'm up for it. I mean, of course we have a remake culture, so a lot of the times we say, but just hold off, don't do remakes of classic movies. I think this is far enough removed where we could get another remake because we've had other, um, I think, Nosferatu remakes that like. In the past, but no, Robert Eggers one, one something like that. Um, yeah, but Robert Eggers would be a yeah. I think that would be a cool choice. I'd go for something like that. Yeah. Well, also, I don't think we've gotten a, an actual like vampire film since like Dracula Untold. So it's been seven years. So yeah, it's been a while. Well, I I'm just gonna go ahead and give my score. My final thoughts are I don't have any because I need to rewatch this movie with a proper transfer that's, like, unwatchable. Um, but right now, i got, got to be honest, guys, i got to give this a 2.5. Um, I respect the hell out of this movie, don't get me wrong. But this the copy I watched, I was like, this is not for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand any of this shit. So I'm going to pass the, the battalion to, to uh, Milton for this one. Final thoughts and score. Yes, yeah, so I'll accept the baton. Um... <laughs> I so viewing it as a film of its time, I give it a four, and the reason why is because I love the camera work, I love the music, I love the a lot of the work that went into it. Everything is visually engaging, at least to me. Um, in a film, and there's like a lot of movies where I can like extrapolate what's going to happen, and like there's a lot of like dead air sometimes and a lot of like fat that can cut from a movie this is a movie where you don't cut a whole lot of fat out a lot of things are chosen very deliberately and things are crafted fairly well to precision so of course would i recommend this to general audiences no but if you want if you want to understand film of its time if you want a good connection to history and if you just like vampire movies i highly recommend it so yeah well that is all the time we have for today we are trying a new format uh we're still doing the two movies but they're gonna go up one by one to give more time for each movie to breathe as well as people who are only interested in one of the movies that we're covering don't have to try to find where we start the second movie blah 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 so if you are like this video let us know if you like this format give us a thumbs up or hit that subscribe button you know whichever we appreciate you even just clicking on the video and we hope you have a wonderful night. Thanks for watching.